What's up, skeptics? Welcome to another episode of Reason to Doubt, your source for all things skeptical. I'm Jordan, joined with Jared. And today we are going to be taking some questions from the pew. As a skeptical channel, we try to engage with the best arguments we can find for any particular topic that we're engaging on. That's part of being a good skeptic. If you are going to find out that you're wrong, you're going to find out by pursuing the best and brightest of people who disagree with you, right? Unfortunately, most people in the world are not the best and brightest, and you do perhaps sometimes have to engage with them too. And so in this, maybe it'll be a series, I don't know, let us know in the comments what you think if you want us to do more of this. We thought we might engage with some of like the run-of-the-mill points you might get from a Christian who you just run into in the street or more likely in our YouTube comments section. <laughs> and today's questions are going to have to do with a topic of hell. Why are you going there and why do you deserve it <laughs> is the topic. Yeah. So this particular thing was inspired by a conversation Jordan had in a previous YouTube uh, comment section of our own video. And so Jordan was like going back and forth with this person. And he was like, man, this person is just giving me all the run of the mill answers for this stuff. Like, and we like, thought it was like, yeah, perfect. It's like yeah. Like literally the kind of answers you've heard a thousand times before. So, but maybe not everybody is as chronically online as I am and hasn't heard them all before, right? <laughs> uh, so if somehow you aren't aware, there are many Christians who believe that hell is a real place that you go to if you die and aren't saved. And by saved, they mean you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. And maybe even some people who say they've done that are also going to hell. But whatever it is, when you get to hell, it's going to be torment forever and ever, infinitely into the distant future. Yeah, and this and is known as eternal conscious torment because it's eternal. You are conscious for the whole thing, and it's bad. Yeah. Now, this is a specific type of Christian who believes in a specific type of hell that we're talking about here because some people just believe in eternal separation from God. Some people don't believe in that, still call themselves Christians. We're talking specifically about eternal conscious torment, like Right. Think fire, brimstone, the worm dieth not. Exactly. And so from the outset, it seems kind of unjust, right? It seems kind of bad, immoral to punish everybody who doesn't believe a certain way. Like, even if you're going to punish them, it's definitely not cool to punish them forever. And it might not be cool to punish them at all. Like, isn't that just revenge? Uh, it's... Sounds like revenge, so like the revenge that I know of. <laughs> but Well, let's yeah. see what our Christian friend has to say about it. What should God do with all those unrepentant kidnappers and rapists and axe murderers? If God doesn't punish them, they're just going to get away with it. Well, that's, uh, I, I guess, guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they might just get away with it, uh, considering that God probably doesn't punish them, but we do have a legal justice system in most of the world and we try to make sure those people aren't running around so. but kind of more fundamentally what's the point of that justice system is the point to punish the guilty or is the point or should the point be to instead foster well-being to enhance protect everyone's the well-being, protect yeah. the innocent right and so it seems to me that retributive justice, that's justice that's based on retribution, you did X, so I'm going to do Y to you, is perhaps more, it's better than like nothing. There are systems right. that are certainly worse, but it seems like it's not as good as it could be because it, if, for instance, you could, instead of punishing someone, rehabilitate them 
and make them a better person so that they don't want to do the thing they did that was wrong and hurt people. Isn't that better? I mean, everybody yeah. wins then, right? I mean, our entire justice system in America is supposedly based off of rehabilitation. Yeah. Well, um, ideally. Allegedly. Right? Right. Allegedly. <laughs> Not really. But, <laughs> there are nations in Europe that actually do that, though, and yeah. ends up having good results. But even if you accept it, okay. Retribution for punishments, that's the way to go. Infinite, though? Like, infinite yeah. punishment? Because remember, this never ends. So... That means that you're having infinite punishment for crimes, no matter how horrible that they were, that were finite, that weren't infinite. They couldn't possibly be because you didn't live infinitely long, right? Yeah, and a common thing that Christians will say will say, well, the the thing that got you into hell got you there to begin with, but then you're just going to continue to sin while you're there. So it's just like you just keep racking up points or something like, I don't know. Like, but like what if you don't, though? Like, yeah. what if what if you repent? Like, it's done? Like, it's oh, no, it's, it takes backsies, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, ultimately, this just seems like a form of revenge. And there's no intrinsic reason why it should be this way. I don't see any reason why there's intrinsic value in punishing the guilty. And it doesn't seem like punishing them forever, even if you think punishing them is fine. I don't think that is defensible at all. This kind of leads into the next section, but we have to start talking about like, why is it that we go straight to hell or like what causes us to go to hell, right? You're forgetting the mercy that comes with the justice. God sacrificed his son for you to pay for your crimes. If you just believed in him, then you'd avoid hell entirely. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, oh. man. Which? <laughs> why did you tell me that sooner? <laughs> so, yeah. so you're saying that if I just believe, then I can avoid hell, even if I did something that was deserving of infinite punishment anyways? Right. So like if, if punishing the guilty is a good thing, why is this not punishing them a good thing? Like, wouldn't that mean that it's a bad thing? If like the point was them for them to avoid justice and that's bad. And that's why it's okay to punish them forever. Well, if a person is a rapist, kidnapping, axe murderer, but then on his deathbed, he's like, oh man, tot- sorry guys, my bad. <laughs> yeah. He goes yes. to heaven, it's fine. Like, well, where, so where's all mean, this retribution? You know? So does that mean that the punishment is not actually for the crime, but mostly for the unbelief? It seems it would have to be, right? And it seems kind of gross to punish someone for not believing in something, right? Like, like if someone is generally trying to do the right thing, they're they're seeking the truth, and for whatever reason, they're just honestly mistaken. This is known as a non-resistant non-believer, someone who doesn't believe, but if given sufficient evidence, they would believe. But because they just happen to come to the wrong conclusion, down in the higher fell fires <laughs> you go. Right, yeah. that, that doesn't seem cool. Not cool at all. Nobody is going to hell for their beliefs. You choose to go to hell because you chose to sin. God gave you a book to tell you what to do. All right, but but did he though? And you just said a second ago that it was because of beliefs, of right? Beliefs, like, right? like so, which is it? Is it beliefs or is it not? You know? Yeah. So clearly it's beliefs. But this book, like, let, 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 let's leave that aside for a second. You know, this book is not clear on what to do. The Bible is not a unitary document. It's got different standards as you go through times, the different books and whatnot that are in it. And well, okay, there are some statements that most people would probably agree with. Don't murder. Okay. Don't lie. But like, is lying always wrong? Sometimes wrong? 
when is it okay? Is it okay to lie to save Jewish, to save like a Jew from Nazis? Most people would say yes. The Bible doesn't make that clear. Which is it? Or, you know, if being gay is being, got a pride shirt on, is being gay okay? Some Christians say it's okay. Some others don't though. So, so yeah, yeah, it's definitely don't. not, it's definitely not clear. Um, and so if God did give us instructions on how to live in accordance to be sin free, the Bible's obviously not the book for that, you know, so it must've been something. And then we also have to ask ourselves, why do we have so much deviation and, and why do we have so many sects of Christianity? Because a lot of the sects are uh, in denominations specifically divided over some of these points. So, Right. And so if the Bible is supposed to be this very clear, straightforward instruction book for how do we live. And remember, if you mess up even once, even one time, if you cross the line, you go to hell forever. No matter if you go on a murderer's rampage or if you just lie to your mom and dad. Either one. You punched a ticket. Yeah, Yeah, you're done. Go to hell forever. And so, like, it seems at a minimum, there's just some pretty clear, bright lines as to what's wrong. If, like, the punishment is eternal hellfire, you know? (laughs) It seems unfair. It's not like when you're born, God kind of gives you the user agreement, like on an app on the phone. You're like, "Eh, I don't need to read all that crap. I accept. Let's go. Like, all right, you had a chance to read it, but you didn't. So at that point, you gave away all your rights. I don't ever remember signing a user agreement to none of this stuff when I was born. Now, this is a bit of a tangent, but uh, sometimes Christians will say, well, if like you aren't aware of Jesus and the Bible, God's a just being. He's not going to punish you for your ignorance, right? And so that always reminds me of a joke where like, the missionaries go into an uncontacted tribe and they teach this gentleman English or whatever. And then they teach him, you know, the thing He's like, wait, hold on, hold on. So if I don't believe in this, I'm going to be burned forever. Like, yes. It's like, well, what would have happened if you hadn't come at all? Like, Oh, wait, oh well, God would have not punished you. That would have been fair. It's like, well, then why did you come? I was going to be fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. The Bible isn't clear. And sometimes Christians, people who believe in the Bible, disagree on what the Bible says, for instance, on homosexuality. And so how can this be the guidebook we're held to if we can't even agree on what it says? Whoa, 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 whoa. Christians don't disagree. If any Christian says that being gay is okay, they're not a real Christian. No true Christian would disagree with me here. Those other Christians are being deceived and worship saint. Oh, I was waiting for this no true Scotsman fallacy to come out. Um, yeah, it's always there. No true Christian would disagree with me theolo- theologically. Uh, if there, So I hear this a lot, that if you point out some belief of another Christian, well, that's not a real Christian belief, right? Yeah. They're not really saved. They're not true Christians. First of all, how do you know? Right. Even right. if you accept everything you said, how the heck do you know? You don't have access. Maybe to Maybe you're of life. not the real Christian. Yeah, like, maybe you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. So like, how am I that? as an outsider supposed to know the difference? You know, right. and if if the book is supposed to be the book, the Bible is supposed to be so clear uh, on it. Why are there so many disagreements? And does and that mean it- that you need to study the entire Bible and fully understand it before you can become a Christian? 
you don't have time for that. You could die tomorrow. Don't worry about those details. You know, I'm a true Christian until I come across something that I disagree with you. And then I'm no longer a true Christian. Right. Yeah. Like for me, it seems like you just told me this Bible is very clear and exact and precise. And yet evidently somebody can accidentally worship a demon and like, (laughs) oops, took a wrong turn. Oops, all demons, you know, like, uh, Sounds like yeah. a good cereal. Oops, all demons. Like Oops, all demons. I'd eat that yeah. cereal for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Bible is clearly not clear, right? Now, if you are not the kind of Christian we're addressing, where you believe that uh, maybe you're a universalist, so everyone gets saved, or you have a more, like, kind of less rigid view of things, then that's probably fine. You know, mm-hmm. but if you are going to conform to the strict fundamentalist interpretation where every single person for any sin whatsoever, even if that sin is done with all the best intentions, you go to hell forever. That's where this becomes a problem. That conception of God is evil. But like, because these rules, they're impossible. It's, it's an impossible standard. Look, 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 the rules are not that hard to follow. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't kill. God's not expecting a lot. Why are you complaining? Yeah, but do you remember that conversation we just had? Like, <laughs> it's not that easy, man. It's it, it's not. And here's the thing. Uh, none are righteous. No, not one. Right? That's in the Bible somewhere, I feel like. This, this fact that the standard... So I, I hear this many times. That, like, you just failed the standard. Humans just failed the standard. And like, if you fail the standard, you got the punishment. If you just met the standard, it'd be fine. Not one human being ever, ever has met the standard, except for Wait, one guy. Well, Jesus. So he who had okay. the distinct advantage of being God, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of God Himself, not one of the billions of humans who have lived has met the standard. Now it seems to me that if you have a zero point zero percent success rate after many billions of trials, then your standard isn't fair. Right. I think it's fair to say at that point, your standard is unachievable. And so it's like God is punishing you for failing to jump over a skyscraper. Right. Yeah. Like clearly Which, it's not possible to have met the standard. We we couldn't, I can't, I can't never have an angry thought any more than I can never jump over a skyscraper. It's just not possible. And so how can you hold me to a standard when allegedly God is the one who created us, made us this way, made us this with this weakness. Yeah, How can I mean, it be just for this God to hold us a st- to a standard that he knows for a fact no one will ever achieve? Yeah, that's that's not even getting into the free will, the made us this way, all of that stuff. That's just the standard that's unachievable. But... I mean, so maybe you could just say, and maybe the Christian would just say something like, well, we got a lot of rules. Like, it's hard to follow all the rules, right? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of rules. The Bible, it's unclear. It's, you know, it, maybe there's hazy, but like, you know, it wasn't always that way, right? Okay. Okay. Maybe it's tough now. Maybe the lines are all fuzzy. Maybe we can't tell you exactly what you should do to avoid hellfire forever. But back in the beginning, Adam and Eve, they only had two rules. Don't eat from that tree, the tree of life, and don't eat from that one, the knowledge of good and evil. Can't get any simpler than that, and they still couldn't do it. That's why humans are bad. Okay. Um, let's suppose for a second that Adam and Eve were a real person, a real set of human beings. Which, to be clear, 
they were not. That didn't happen. It never <laughs> happens. <laughs> okay. And now that's not like us as an atheist thing saying it. It's just like demonstrable scientific fact. Right. There were not two original humans from which all other humans spread. That that's just not a thing that happened in reality. But okay. Like well, let's, let's suppose. Yeah. That's just hypothetically assumed. Right. Assume right. So I, I've heard the original sin, you know, they had God right there. And he gave them a simple rule, don't do it. And then they were deceived and then they did it, right? So first of all, well, they were deceived by a, a, a snake, but, you know, Christian, this Christian would say a, a demon, right? An entity. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't seem fair because they were pretty new at this whole living thing, having been alive for like all of a day. And you, you're sick like the immortal embodiment of deception on them. That doesn't seem fair. But like just kind of backing up, they were said, hey, don't do this. Don't eat from that tree. And when they did, that's when they understood the difference between good and evil, which means before that, they didn't know what good or evil was. They didn't understand. So right. when God said, don't do it, they literally had no way to know that obeying God was the right thing to do. They didn't, how could they have known? Yeah. They didn't eat from the tree yet. Adam was the toddler in the kitchen who had never experienced something hot before and say, don't touch that stove. It's hot. He goes, but he doesn't know what a stove is. He, he doesn't, doesn't know what a stove is. is. He doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't know, know any like, of this. Okay, dude. Right. Yeah. Now I know what hot is. I'm not going to do that again. Right. Adam had but no clue. Is, is the toddler touching the stove? Is that really the toddler's fault? Or is it the parent's oh. fault for leaving the toddler unattended with a stove right there? <laughs> right. Yeah. But we're going to punish the toddler forever because well, of that. Well, obviously, that toddler should be burned forever and ever for all eternity, not just him, but all of his descendants forever. Yeah, obviously. Unless, unless I send my son to go get brutally murdered instead because that's better. Yeah, that makes total sense. And, and that, right. that equates for everything. Oh, because but, like, but only though – but we can't just do that. Okay, we can't just write the – we have to make sure they believe in us first. Well, I've been hearing a lot of you questioning an almighty, immortal, omniscient deity. Who are you to question the almighty creator of the universe? Well, um, is this not somebody that I should be able to have a conversation with? Shouldn't I be able to plead my case? Uh, I mean, if we're supposed to have a relationship with this dude, first of all, it'd be helpful if he would like introduce sure, himself. That'd be you. great. Uh, but like, yeah, if we're going to have a relationship – like, that's what they say. Like, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Well, describe this relationship for me. This relationship is one where you are given strict rules. You are severely punished for even the most minor infraction. There is no room for you to uh, disagree or and give any feedback. Does this sound like a healthy relationship to you? It's a relationship, Jordan. We didn't right. just, just define what kind of relationship it was. Okay? <laughs> it's an abusive relationship <laughs> is what it is. And like, okay. First, you'd have to prove this God exists. But like, let's say that God exists. You have to prove that this God is like good, right? And so imagine you've convinced me that the Christian God exists as as this hypothetical Christian is describing it. This God sure seems evil and malevolent, right? And so one would think that I shouldn't worship an evil being, right? Even if they're all powerful, even if I'm going to suffer for it, one would think the better moral choice would be to resist. I think 
I think most people would agree that it, it, it's better, even if it's like permissible to avoid the pain by submitting. Like, I think most people would agree it would be at least be more noble to resist. Right. Yeah. And so if God is in fact, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I think he's immoral. I think he's evil. Uh, but I'm honestly mistaken. I'm just making the best decision I can with the evidence I have, and I come to the wrong conclusion. If God is actually a benevolent being, wouldn't he prefer that? Like, right, wouldn't, yeah, he, yeah. Like, wouldn't a benevolent being, like, if I was like, you know what, I'm afraid I'm going to worship this demon. And he's like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> it's almost like a better test. Like, if if that were true and he was benevolent, he would go, man, Jordan, you made the right choice there. I was testing you. You passed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be like, okay, you know, you, you you got some things wrong, but I appreciate where you were going. I understand what you were doing because, you know, God, I understand everything. Yeah. So, you know, that seems like it would be okay if God is actually good, you know, which I think is fundamentally the problem here. The, I think, eternal conscious torment, the entire idea basically invalidates the idea of a benevolent God. I don't see how those two things can possibly coexist. Yeah, unless you're going to just do God works in mysterious ways or his ways are beyond our comprehension, which is just a cop out. There's yeah. no no way you could make the two scales balance. You can't have benevolence with eternal conscious torment. It's just it's never going to work. Right. Any deity that would torture someone forever because they honestly came to the wrong conclusion while doing their best they the doing the best they could, that's not a benevolent being. We wouldn't accept that from any other creature. Like if anybody else exhibited this behavior, we would not hesitate to call them evil. I don't see why God should be any different. Also, though, you cut another way you can test this is <clears throat> with uh, adding heaven into the mix. So remember, they're supposed to be the, the saved people and they are in heaven at the same time. Right. And all these other people are in hell being burned forever. Well, What's going on in heaven? Heaven's supposed to be a place of joy and and love and everything, and like everyone's eternally happy. But like, what about the people whose family members are in hell? Are they happy? Like, how yeah. could they be? They're happy, Jordan. But like, how? Like, my grandmother uh, is was a very religious woman, very religious. If anybody was going to heaven, it would be my grandmother, right? But if she's right, I'm going to hell for sure. And so my grandmother is just going to live in in heaven forever knowing that her daughter and all her grandchildren are burning forever. And she's supposed to be cool with that. My grandmother would not be cool with that. So like either God has killed my grandmother and replaced her with something else, <laughs> or there's no eternal conscious torment. Like, <laughs> Well, your grandma wasn't a true Christian. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Suck it, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No. So, yeah, that, that whole concept doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, I've actually posed that question to some family members of my own, and they they had no response for it. Um, and it actually they wrestled with it for quite a while. Um, that's a good yeah. thought experiment. I think that ultimately, well, there's a lot of problems with theism in general. Uh, the Christian theism that is universalist, where basically all dogs go to heaven eventually, you know, mm -hmm. God works, does whatever he has to do to make sure everyone gets saved. That at least feels benevolent, right? There, there's, there's like, there's still some you, problems. You can squeeze some benevolence out of there, maybe. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of problems, right? But I think like that at least 
pa- passes the the initial smell test. You know, maybe maybe hey, uh, what's 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 with child cancer? God, what's up with that? But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think one thing when we look back at some of these these questions and these responses that we get is one, uh, the same person could be giving these these responses and these questions. Yet there's contradictions just from one to the other, right? So it's like the cognitive dissonance that goes along. All right, let me respond to this one right here. All right, that response is done. Completely separate that from this next response. I'm not even going to compare the two because they don't make sense together. So these people very often, I think, haven't actually engaged with a non-believer or someone who disagrees with them in a fundamental level. And so they've heard these things from the pulpit but they haven't like put them into practice very often or if they do they haven't like really listened and so when you're engaging in these conversations uh the best thing you can do is try if you can to be respectful plant the seed like make the cracks point out some problems plant the seed but don't expect to change the person's mind right there just like hey here's some things to think about and then you know go on about your day or you could do like Jordan does and just have a marathon response section in the comments of YouTube. Look, like you, do that. <laughs> you don't need to call me out in front of everybody. Okay. I know I have problems. <laughs> I can stop anytime oh, I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody's uh, got to do it though, right? Somebody has to. No, actually nobody has no, to do it. In fact, <laughs> uh, I was, t- Kim, I, uh, I was, typing on something and she's like oh you're arguing with somebody on the internet and i was like no actually like i've been trying to do that less you know because like what's the point and right. she's like are you depressed <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, oh okay so that's our show guys there's some questions you might get from your run-of-the-mill christian now these are distinct from the questions you might get when you're t-converting so look out in the near future we're going to be continuing our so you think you're an atheist series uh we recently did the episode where we talked about having that conversation when you're deconverting, but we didn't go into like the questions you might receive in that conversation so in a future episode we're going to be talking about that also in the near future we're going to be talking about anti-semitism and how it's rife in atheism, mainly because atheists are like like throwing rocks at Christians and not realizing that there's like a bunch of Jewish people in the way and they're slamming Jews with rocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be talking about that and some things that we as atheists can do to better distinguish our critiques when we are targeting Christians to not lump in other denominations or other religions that don't, you know, correspond that you weren't aiming at, basically. That you weren't aiming at, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's be focused we're in our fine, fine focus, yeah. Focus right. fire. So. so if you're interested in that, do subscribe and hit the little bell so you'll see it come up. Uh, if there's questions that you hear all the time uh, that you run into with Christians, leave them in the comments below. We'll Hopefully, I think we're if, if this gets received well, we'll do other installments of this. So leave us some questions that you have interacted with in the comments, and we maybe uh, we'll cover them in a future episode. I, I do want to say that, you know, we were poking fun and stuff here, making light. Um, but these were actual questions from an actual Christian. It's, so we weren't like trying to cherry pick somebody just to make fun of them. Like this was. We, this is not a straw man because these points. Yeah. I I talked to a actual Christian in the comments and he made all of these points. So I promise so. I'm not making these up. <laughs> you can go to the great Kokel video if you don't believe me. The comments are still there. At least they were as, as of time of recording. I don't know. Anyways, uh, until next time, remember, you've always got reason to doubt. Peace out.